Am I in the shot? I, p- I really hope that when you come in, your voice isn't dry. <coughs> <laughs> like, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dead <coughs> Hour. Get it together. <laughs> People on the radio this like, too what much, the hell is going on? It's too much pressure now because you <laughs> called me out. Wait, I thought you said you were going to drag me first, so go ahead. Get me together, darling. <clears throat> hmm I didn't prepare a dragging. I had to wait for you to open up your fat mouth again for me to say something. Okay? Where was all that energy 10 minutes ago? Thank you. Come on now. Don't try me. (laughs) Hello, everybody. We can get this popping if you want to get it popping. I am a little rowdy. What's new? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Devon Hour. Regular guests are here. Naya and Macy. Hello. Um, Tasha. Hello. Our special guest from On the Minds here at WKNJ. And we have our director today, Zach, from the Black Minds. Um, my creation. Thank you very much. Um, Shut up. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> welcome to the Devon Hour. It is the first episode of Black History Month, which is very important. Um, we brought we brought Tasha on today to talk about black women, discuss black women. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So let's get into it. But first, as usual, we do music. So well, let's talk about Tyler the Creator. So I revisited Igor, mm-hmm. and um, here's my official review of it because I never got the chance to discuss it on the show. I don't. I think the album came out when we were like gone, or like during one of those um, episodes where we were on crack because it was like the last week of school. So never really had the chance to upload it. <laughs> So with that being said, Igor, I think it is 100% a hip-hop album. A lot of people were saying that it is not a hip-hop album. Really? Um, It's more of a pop album. I think that it is actually a hip-hop album. Now I'm going to have to take a listen. I I thought it fit perfectly with the rap and hip-hop category. But that's just me, I guess. There are moments on the album where he is singing and is actually, like, legit R&B. Um, but, yeah, he was rapping on the album. Mad songs he was rapping on. So I don't know what... I don't, I don't get it. I think he just had the best album. I think he should have been nominated for Album of the Year. Um, that was it. quick. That was a quick I know, conclusion. that was a quick transition, like, too, from like, saying... Oh, we didn't know what it was. And now it's like, okay, uh, album of the yeah. year, well deserved. Yep. Was this Period. like the same flavor that Tyler, the creator, delivers? Because he has a specific kind of sound. So do you think it was more potent within this album in comparison to his last few? I think I think he really, like, he went into, like, a different, I don't think it was more potent. I think he did, like, a little bit more mm, um, he experimenting and expanded his his sound but it's still hip hop to me like it's still rap he's still rapping on the album mm-hmm. mad songs he's rapping on there's only like what 12 songs on the album and like 8 of them he was rapping on so it, to me it's a rap album everything okay? earthquake and i forgot the other song those are definitely like r&b songs but nothing on there really screams pop um so yeah it was a great album, though. I think it was better than a lot of the albums that were nominated, and it definitely should have gotten an Album of the Year catalog, um, nomination, but it didn't. So, shout out to Tyler for creating another great project. It is it's not better than Flower Boy, because I think Flower yeah. Boy was such a okay. moment. Yeah, it, it was. Because that's the one album that stands out to me when I think about Tyler, the creator. Because mm-hmm. 
he had that sound. It's like he created his own genre with yeah. that album alone. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why I asked. If anything, he could have gotten, like, an urban contemporary nomination. Yeah. But, like, for people mm-hmm. saying it was a pop album, it was not a pop album. Um, so, yeah, so that's my conclusion about Igor. Uh, some other new music that you should be checking out is Luke James. Luke James, his fine chocolate ass. Um, <laughs> he got those teeth. That's how I know. He got that skin. The body, Mm. um, the figure, just everything about him, so fine. Bless. Yes. Mm. (laughs) Um, He has a new album called To Be Loved slash Loved. Great album. It's like nine songs on there, 29 minutes. No, 32 minutes. Doesn't do too much. Does just enough. And, yeah, great body of work. Go check it out. Go stream that fine-ass Black Fans album. Please, <laughs> let him get some streams. Y'all didn't stream his last album, so stream this <laughs> one. Thank you. <laughs> New artist, I will say shout-out to Babyface. Love him. And for Artist Highlight of the Week, in honor of the Super Bowl, we shall be honoring Janet Jackson, um, the queen that deserves better in the 2000s. Uh, so, yeah. That's it for music. Love you, Janet. And Janet was actually dragging the Super Bowl. As she should. So on her um on her Twitter page, every anybody who mentioned the Super Bowl, she would retweet a tweet of um of Janet Jackson Appreciation Day. And then there was even a tweet where she like completely just drags the hell out of Super Bowl. So period. period. So Janet Jackson, you you did what you needed to do. We will be getting into the Super Bowl on Let Me Get This Off My Chest because I think that J Lo Shakira, uh, whatever the Dominican Puff Daddy, what is his name? Oh, what Bad is Bunny? his name? Bad Bunny. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the other one. Um, name. he's is not it? even Dominican. He's Puerto Rican. Who cares? Jay whatever the Jordan. NFL, Jay Z, Beyonce. You will all be catching the heat today because uh, I'm tired and I'm worn out. Uh, also, other artists that will be addressed will be Nicki Minaj, just because. And yeah. So before we get into any of that, <laughs> not <to> just cause. <laughs> Honestly, I think she gets dragged every single episode. Some, <laughs> somehow, some way, she brings herself back into the fold to get dragged. Yep. yep. Welcome back. There to, you welcome go. to your tape. Yep. <laughs> part <laughs> part one thousand five hundred and sixty four. Oh, that just the way? Huh? They canceled that show. We don't care about that. Also, we I'm might even sad. get into Miss Summer Walker too because. Summer, just I'm relax. over it. <laughs> so, before we get into any of that drama and mess, before we start dragging people, let's empower some people. So, let's talk about black women for a second. Um, today is Black History Month, and black women are the most. Go you ahead. Go. No. <laughs> you want to hold it in? Yup, unless you're going to a commercial break. First off, this attitude that you have, <laughs> you're at a 10. Yep. I'm going to need you to. No, I'm going to stay at my knock 10. Knock it down. You started this attitude, I'm going to finish How it. did I start the attitude? <laughs> what did you call me before we got on this air? What oh. do you call me every day? I don't care. <laughs> I said what I said. And I said what I said. You don't flip the tables on me and call me that back. I did. And I did. Fat bastard. Fat and bitch. Did. I'm so tired. And did. <laughs> It's not never ending. <laughs> this is beef for the rest of the week now. Oh no! Zach, we don't. This is we normal. Don't, we don't dump nothing here. This is this is very normal. <laughs> <laughs> and those words you could say on the air. Um, just like you could say nigga. 
You can. It's not. It's not against FCC rules. No, you can't you can say, say the hard ER. <laughs> I like the hard ER more, but we know you do. Love it. It'd be flying right out that damn mouth. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> A mess. But that's what I call reclamation. Good job, Nye. You're doing your justice for the, the black community. I know I am. <laughs> A queen. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, so this is Black History Bump. I think it's time for us to highlight and to shed. Uh, I said to highlight to shed some light on a community that is like very much very wow. Words are things, Devin. The fattest minority group in America. Thank you, darling. With the shortest month of the year. Yep. And we miss a day sometimes. This year we got an extra day. It's yep. a leap year. There you go. And it's oh, it's my grandma's birthday this year. <laughs> Was she born on the 29th? Yeah. February? Yeah. Imagine Not celebrating. Not Sharon, but my other grandma. Imagine celebrating <laughs> your birthday every four years. She's dead. Naya. <gasps> uh, <laughs> Let's move on because I'm sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's no secret that black women are the most oppressed in the social hierarchy. Um, so let's just get into it. So, what are some struggles do you think that black women go through in America? Go ahead, Tasha. I know this is your realm, darling. Yes, it is. Um, I feel as though black women in America, we always face this concept of overreacting over everything. Like, you just can't be as a black woman. Yep. Yeah, because say if we have pride in anything, whether it's the way we look, the way we carry ourselves, what accomplishments we have. You know, if we were to celebrate it, we're being cocky. We have a big ego. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just we just can't be happy. We can't be angry. We can't be nothing. We just got to be neutral, which ain't it. And it's not realistic or mm-hmm. natural. So that's my tea. There you go. Go ahead, Nye. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> what are some struggles do you feel like black women go through in America? Struggles. Just breathing. Just being here. <laughs> Period. Just living. <laughs> But um, on a serious note, uh, we are the most disrespected group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, not even going to hold you. We created most of y'all personalities, but <laughs> yeah, black women definitely have influence a lot, and we could we're going to get into that a little bit later too. Um, yeah, but like I said, just yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There you go. <laughs> Macy. Look, that speaks a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it my turn? Yes. Oh. Um. I don't know what's already been said. Yeah, Tasha pretty much yeah. hit it all. And yeah. basically, just like the stereotypes that we mm-hmm. have to go through on a daily basis, it's just like if you're too proper, you're acting white. If you're too black, you're ghetto. Like you know, it's just like Natasha said. Like you have to be neutral. Like, if you're showing a little bit too much of this, you get put in this category. If you're doing too much of this, you know, pe- your people will say, oh, you think you're better than us because mm-hmm. you're getting an education and they n- might not be. Or whatever the case may be, you might live in a different neighborhood. Oh, she bougie, she this, she that. But, yeah, so. Yep. Well, living with three women, my mom, my two sisters, I noticed, like, it's a lose-lose no matter what y'all do. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all can't do one thing because you're going to get criticized for that. You can't do another thing because you're going to get criticized for that. And if you do succeed in something, it's like, wow, like, I'm surprised a black woman could actually accomplish that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's very, very much annoying. And I'm lucky, I'm lucky enough to have women in my life who kind of, like, break those norms. So, like, my oldest sister, she was in the Air Force. 
Like, you really don't see a lot of black women going out, purpose, mm-hmm. like, willingly to go serve the country. Mm-hmm. And, like, my other sister who got her master's, my mom who's just Tommy Wilson. <laughs> An the, icon. Thatgirl.com, period. Period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> period. So, like, and also, like, my friends. Like, I have amazing black women in my life who are just succeeding. Mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> so, that's really good. But it's, like, it's a lose-lose no matter what y'all do. Like, you can never just be recognized just for being great. Like, mm-hmm. it's just... It's always like, well, you're doing good for a black woman or like, oh, I'm surprised she actually could do that. Right. It's annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about black women and how they're raised. Like, as black women yourselves, how do you feel like you were raised? Go off. Go off. <laughs> nice face set. Me? <laughs> the psychology major about to jump right the hell Honestly, out. Honestly, as the way I was raised, mm-hmm. um, more so when I was younger, my, my mom didn't necessary like my mom wasn't necessarily like pushed a lot of stuff on me it mm-hmm. wasn't until i got older and i had younger siblings mm-hmm. so like right now i really have this struggle where my mom thinks that after i graduate i'm supposed to take care of the family basically i'm supposed to be the breadwinner for the family i'm supposed to be supporting my brother and sister once i graduate kind of sort of just making me the mom of them that's that's really been like something that's like i've realized i really hate like the the older sibling older sister is the one to take care of the kids Mm -hmm. and i don't want that i don't want to do that they're not my kids i didn't have them right Mm -hmm. um it's not my responsibility to raise them yes i will help my brother and sisters in ways that i can but only from a sibling standpoint i don't want to be looked at as another mother or anything um as far as growing up when i was like younger um I don't, I really don't know. My mom didn't really grow me up, like, pushing, like, a gender on me, really. Mm-hmm. Like, she, like, I was really allowed to just be who I wanted to be. But, um. Because I really do feel like young black girls face so much pressure to kind of, like, get into those, like, mm-hmm. into societal uh, mm-hmm. views. They, and, like, they try to make you, yeah. they try to rush and, uh, like, make Put you, you into grow gender roles faster a lot, yeah. and, like, uh. Like, if your body starts developing faster than mm-hmm. other people, uh, well, now you can't wear this and you can't wear that. My mom wasn't really too big on that. Mm-hmm. But um, let me see what else. I had something on my brain and I really lost it. But uh, just, I don't know, um, another thing. I really don't know. I just feel like generals I, play I, such a heavy role. Yeah, like, I've, I just never really been, like, I've kind of sort of always been out of the box. Like, I lived in the hood, but I don't really have hood experiences. Like, <laughs> like really, like, like I was really, like, sheltered. Like, I didn't hang out with the kids on my blocks that was on my block because they were all older girls. My mom didn't want me hanging out with them because they were too fast. She thought they yeah. were too fast. So it was really just me. I don't know. I just feel like black women just have such, like I said, like, it's a lose-lose. Yeah, like, Like, yeah. you have to... Abide by these rules, but that you also have to not abide by those rules. Mm-hmm. So, like, you as a black woman, you need to know your place. And you need to do this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm, but you're yes. also expected to raise the family, which is something a man should be doing or mm-hmm. society views a man should be doing. Mm-hmm. Like, or you you as a black woman, you need to be doing more 
but also you need to stay inside and you can't do that, like it's such a lose lose like it's that, that annoying. Was, that was my thought. The only thing that my mom really pushed on me was that I had to be ten times better than mm-hmm. a white person, basically. Like, yes. <laughs> like that's something that she's always said. Like she's like she's like it's not fair. You have to work ten times as harder as them to get at least half of what they got, and that's just the way that society is set up. Like, mm-hmm. but like I said. Well, like, last Black History Month, you know, like, my family is, like, pretty much prestigious, like, as far as, like, black history and stuff. So, I have the opportunity and the liberty to not really be on that same total pole mm-hmm. of people in the same demographics as me, but living there and just not experiencing what they experienced because of my access and my opportunity just mm-hmm. based off my family alone. So I can't say that I had a terrible childhood because I didn't. I didn't. I faced struggles as being a black woman, but as far as, like, the typical, like, black story, the cycles and stuff, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't in that cycle. Yeah. But I also feel like black women are raised to kind of, like, stand beside a black man or, like, to coddle a black man. I don't like that at all. Um, do you do you feel like the pressure to like stand beside black men at all times? No, my mom my mom has never raised me. Nope. Period. Like, no, no. Do you no, think no. it's like a generational thing though? It really, it, I really think that it depends on the family and just how mm-hmm. they was raised. Like, yeah, my, I don't even think it's generational in my family. Like, mm. it's just like my, mom, my family that was has never like that. Yeah, no, that was like never, nothing. Yeah, like don't my don't mom, have she don't coddle Nigeria. She does not coddle Nigeria at all. Like. I love yeah, to hear um, that because usually you hear from black women mm-hmm. like we are taught or we are raised to coddle black men or to like um, and, not necessarily coddle them but like but I I get protect it protect them yeah, yeah. And, and I get it but at the same sense I just feel like everybody is their own person right. yeah. and right. everybody should just be responsible for themselves that like yeah. I, like I get it as a like a collective like you need unity need like that them, but, but it's like. like Come on. My you thing, they don't even do what they need to do for y'all. Right. So, so let, they don't take let's it. Don't <laughs> <start> <laughs> it on yeah. Come on now. But and then and then stuff like that. I'm like, I don't I've never experienced that because mm. I grew up with my father in the household. So like <laughs> period. I and like like really like my mom and dad's general gender roles in society was reversed. My dad was taking us back and forth to school cooking and cleaning. My mom was going to work. Now it's they're both working, but it's still 50-50. My yeah. dad's cleaning, cooking. My mom's cleaning, cooking. They're both working. They're both bringing money in the house. It's not, it's not anything where this one specific person is doing this one specific thing and this one specific person is doing this one specific thing. But I did have a conversation with my dad like a couple months ago where he told – where basically he told me that – um. I shouldn't be expecting that because relationships aren't like that. But I said that's what I was raised like I like I don't think that he understands that's what I was raised with. That's what I seen. So that's what I'm going to be looking for regardless if it's um like normal or not. Um people usually describe women as the ones who have to stay home and cook and clean, mm-hmm. but like in a black community, I just feel like everybody had to go out there and work and cook and clean and yeah. do all the other stuff. Yeah, like, but it's yeah. Also everybody had to, to go like, out there. Like it is because like the black women didn't have the opportunity to be like, well, I'm gonna stay home and do that. Right. No, yeah, they had to get up there and go work. go uh-huh. to work too. Go to go to the warehouse. Right. 
do what they need to do as right. well. We never had that privilege or that benefit, like right. as yeah, a black community, exactly. to be uh-huh. like, oh, one of us get the ooh shit, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, like we didn't have like that that privilege as a black community to be like, mm-hmm. well, both one of us could just stay and watch the kids. Right, like that's yeah, not no. A thing. You, it's also how like we as women <laughs> view our men, like. Like, I know within my mother's family, like, we barely had men around. And it was mm-hmm. a choice. Like, a lot of the women in my family didn't even want to marry. Like, they were like, listen, I want my kids. I don't Ooh. care what you want. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get what I'm going to get. And that's it. And I feel like I feel like as we've grown over time, like, our evolvement as black women, our toleration has gone down. <laughs> it's gone way yep. down. Like, yeah. we're not going to put up with half the stuff that, like, our grandparents put up with. Like, oh, you want to force me to put, put up with that? She yeah, left. exactly. So it's like, and it's in the way that we view our men too. Like, what kind of man have you seen within your life, and what kind of man would you want for yourself mm-hmm. and for your kids? Mm-hmm. So it's like taking that knowledge and bringing it into the future generations. I think that's what starts the process for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so now let's get into black women's impact on culture. Because I feel like black women impact fashion. Black women are the culture. And Let's be serious. Ooh. Well, there's that. They impact fashion. They impact entertainment. They impact music. They are social media. All of it. Every Social media, black mm-hmm. Twitter, I'm convinced came out of a black woman. Oh, definitely. Are we going to talk brain, about like, black fishing real quick? Ooh, What's that? Black no. fishing. All right. So <laughs> black fishing is the act where... Mostly Caucasian women, they will take <laughs> the attributes of a black woman, whether uh-huh. it's the skin tone, the hair, the fashion, hell, even they come up with the mannerisms, mm-hmm. whatever they feel as though might be the behavior of a black woman mm-hmm. and say that they're black, but they're Caucasian or Hispanic. Oh, like like homegirl from the NAACP. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She started that trend. Mm-hmm. And it's exploding. I mean, you got these women out here talking about, yeah, I'm either mixed or, yeah, I'm black. But then they be digging up, like, Instagram posts from, like, 2015, and they're lighter than paper. So oh my make it make Wait, sense. Wait, did y'all see that picture of Kim where she was, like, all dark and then her hands was legit white? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was disgusted. I said, <laughs> <laughs> we love social media. Yeah, we love being pop culture. I just think it's just an unquestionable thing that Black women have impacted mm-hmm. culture in so many ways. Even like the way, even like w- from the perspective of gay men, like a lot of our stuff came from our moms, mm-hmm. our aunties, our grandmas. Like, yeah, the way we move around is because of, like of women, especially Black women, make the world go around. Mm-hmm. So, like, how do you feel about people really appropriating? the culture that I believe that black women really have created. I mean, it's trash. (laughs) (laughs) It's disgusting. Period, Mace. Honestly. (laughs) Like, like there's ways to do things where you're showing appreciation Mm -hmm. compared to where you're just blatantly being, I guess you would say disrespectful. And there is a very small amount of space for that also for showing appreciation because mm-hmm. people really don't even know the point the difference between appreciation and appropriation. Yeah, yeah they well. don't. It's not even a thin <laughs> line anymore. It's just it is or it isn't. Like me and Ro called her I called her coon and Ro said she the biggest coon. And I no, said we're going to get into period. her. Mm-hmm. 
Got a nice little dragon from Miss J-Ho later. What gets but me is that how is the attributes that some of these women have that clearly derived from black women are suddenly being praised, whereas a black girl from like maybe the early 2000s into the early 2010s got bullied, yep. you know, threatened to kill themselves yep. because their lips were too big, their Curve skin was too dark. Yeah, you know, because you're a hoe, you must be putting it out. Yep. If your butt shaped like that, yep. if you got boobs like that, mm-hmm. if you talk like that, there was literally a threat anytime a black woman was breathing. Yep. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, it's trendy, it's mm-hmm. urban, mm-hmm. it's on runways, yep. it's in our televisions, you know? Yeah. Yep. It's innovative. I feel like there's such a strain, like, fetishization of appropriating the most oppressed group's style. Like, is I feel like people really fetishize that. Like, they crave it. They do, because they know they can't have it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They know deep down, no matter how much they try to replicate it, they will never have it. Yeah. You will never have my DNA. Mm-hmm. Never. <laughs> Try again, boop. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's weird to me, like, how, how many people just love copying black women. Even, mm-hmm. like... Um, well, let's even let's get into this because we did address Mr. Tyler Perry last week mm. and his tired depictions of black women. But I'm honestly getting sick and tired of black women just being copied and just being like put into costume all the time. Like men imitating women or imitating black women in particular. Mm-hmm. Like it was funny. Right. But now it's kind of like, can y'all pull another car? Like, can you mm-hmm. do something else? I see too many men or too many black men or actually, no, just men in general just just imitating black women and mm-hmm. to me it's annoying like how do y'all feel about that cuz i'm personally sick and tired of it you want to know what gets me it's also white gay men so we can't yeah. even say it's just, it's just black, black men no it's, it's men, white gay period, men period yeah. because it's white gay men too really profiting off well, of white men like, white yeah, men period said, period but, everybody mm-hmm. they pro- but white They've people is profiting off of black people forever yeah, yeah. yeah. we make mm-hmm. we make up i really think that we make up the hair industry yes mm-hmm. We spend tons and tons and tons and tons of money on our hair. Mm-hmm. Now you go down the street, a white girl have box braids. Right? Make and I'm it right. Make, sense. make it make sense. Mm-hmm. I'm looking like, well, who braided your hair so that those braids can stay? Because you don't have the A black makeup. woman that got her coin. That's who. <laughs> she had to get in she there said, You're going freezing up that coin? damn scalp. And she ain't I think it's a different falling out the next day. <laughs> I think it's a different level of like hatred in a way. Mm-hmm. Because how can they depict black women in such a comedic, clownery kind of way? And then say, this is why we hate black women. It's yeah. like you love to be us and depict us, but you don't actually know us. Mm-hmm. You or don't res- even want or res- to. Or respect y'all, period. Yeah. Because like when it comes to these depictions of black women, like when I see black men do it, I'm like, okay, so you're like imitating our crazy aunts or like Right. Because mm-hmm. we there is something like yeah, there's some truth. Is, but that's right. you know that's comedic relief inside our group, like that's just for us. Like that's something where it's like Exactly you can't get inside this club because you ain't fitting the part. You know that video of those four white men strutting through the streets mm-hmm, and stuff? Mm-hmm. Or those four white gay men just in the heels and stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, that obviously came from a right. video of those black women doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, damn, black women really do impact the culture so much, and y'all mm-hmm. just don't respect them. You don't credit them. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if you do, like, people really think that just because you credit a group that you appropriating it or you um, imitating it is okay and it's not like it could actually be doing more harm because now you're causing other people who are just like you to think that it's okay to do that. Right. So like I don't think people really understand the effects of your actions. And that's like a common thing we usually talk about on the show is like your actions really do affect people. So if you're out here imitating a group, other people's going to think that's okay, James Charles. And 
then they, then other people are just going to replicate that and it's just going to cause more harm, more damage, and it's going to cause people to really view black women, to my personal opinion, as a joke. Yes. So that's my read. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing before we get into, let me get this off my chest, I think I think we kind of covered a lot of the stuff that was on the, on the document. Probably. Huh? Oh, thanks. And then you just restart it when you're done. Thank you. You just press the button again. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out to our young um, ghost director for today. Um, so let's talk about some black women that inspire you. I got three that inspire me. Um, Mariah Carey. Tommy. <laughs> I don't know who's going to be the third. That might be a little spicy. It might be Janet. I'm not sure. No, I live for Janet Shade, though. Um <laughs> I say three women, three black women that really inspire me, of course, is Mariah Carey. Um, we love the biracial queen who identifies as black. We live for that. Um, of course, it's Tommy Wilson, my mama, just an icon. I think I just got all of her personality. Always said I got my dad's face, my mom's personality. What a wreck. And um, I say number three right now is definitely Tanache. Mm. Mm-hmm. She's really, she inspired me a lot. Like, I have never seen somebody be so, besides Janet Jackson, like, somebody who is so creative. Or, like, Grace Jones. Like, I feel like Tanache is kind of, like, getting up there. Like, when we, like, when she turned 40, like, we're going to look at her and be like, yo, she's one of the most artistic women we have ever seen on this earth. So, I love Tanache. And I also think, um, since she's, she is biracial herself, but she's not white passing. She's very much a black woman. And so, I feel like she faced so much in the industry because of her being a black woman. She has so many roadblocks. Being this black woman that won't conform into, like, the R&B mold as a black woman who just won't sit there and just let other people control her career. As a black woman who won't go out there and just go date all these producers for a hit. Um, that wasn't shade. But it is it is what it is. Like, I think Tanache is, is a strong black woman and she's going to continue doing being her and breaking that mold and breaking down those stereotypes. Period. Mm. So who are some three black women that inspire you? My mother, mm-hmm. strongest woman I know, um, Meghan Markle, because who can date one of the princes of the United Kingdom, take her babies and him out the kingdom and still win out here? Okay. I love it. I love it. I think she convinced that man. She First off, she went in that, her and her mom sat Prince Harry down mm-hmm. and said, this ain't it. Right. Told the queen, listen, I don't want them nannies to touch my kids. Okay. I love it. Okay. I love it. I stand. And, um... And Jewel Wilson, she Ooh, is in black, that? a black LGBTQ activist mm-hmm. from the 50s, honey. We love that. Yeah. From the 50s, we love that. She's old, but got to gotta represent, of honestly. Course. We got to acknowledge the people that don't really get talked about as much. Yeah. Because I think people don't understand, like, the ones who don't get talked about as much had just as much of an impact. Exactly. As anybody else. Or they're usually the ones who really is the catalyst behind everything. So. The unspoken heroes. The unspoken heroes, period. Go ahead, Nye. Three. Mm-hmm. My mom. Period. Sometimes, depending on the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, women... I don't know. I don't really like... You mentioned someone today. Oh, Michelle Obama. Yes. Oh, yeah. But she's not really an inspiration to me. Who? Michelle Obama. That's not an inspiration to you? I mean, like, 
it's inspiring, but it's just. You will look up to no black women. Your whole life is surrounded by them. How dare you? Sharon Cream Clark. <laughs> <laughs> you can always count on her for a good dragon, there a good go. cackle. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why this is so hard. It's moments like this because it's like you know you know. Just not right now. Take your time, sis. Go to Macy. I'll come back with my third. Oh, shit, I don't know neither. <laughs> like, I'm like, sitting here racking my brain like, like, Naya, take as much time as you need. Like, <laughs> together. Because, like, when I think of, like, I, like, I really don't, like, really don't feel like I look at anybody for inspiration. I'm my own inspiration. And there you go. You're your number three. I'm my number one. Oh, I have another oh. one. Who? Um, so she was a history teacher that I had in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot remember her name, but she was there for my first panic attack. She was the one that talked me through it. She was the first black history teacher I've ever had who was a female telling us, like, the truth about slavery. Because at the time, we had this white male teacher that wanted to sugarcoat it to holy hell. And she was like, no. She stood up in front of that class, had that whole lecture. And that was for Black History Month. And the fourth, I mean, I can't tell you how many black students she took under her wing during high school and my high school at the time especially for like my graduating class we had like a ton of um prejudice in Mm -hmm. so many different forms Mm -hmm. and she was able to speak so much love and inspiration into us in order for students who were struggling to graduate so I applaud her she just came to my mind because I was like yeah I yeah I remember her that actually sparked something in my mind too thanks Tasha um. Oh yeah. So my math <laughs> teacher from eighth grade, mm-hmm. she gave me a good dragging that was well deserved, and she was like, "Listen, don't send Macy to Pensacola High because she ain't gonna do what she gotta do, and you need to send her to Audubon because Audubon has this, that, and the third. And she knew that I wasn't gonna do what I had to do, mm-hmm. so she was looking out for my best interest, and she was like, she was talking to my mom like, "Don't send her there." She ain't gonna do what she gotta do. She barely made it out of my class, <laughs> so send her to Audubon. And that will be better for her in the long run. Mm-hmm. So thanks, Miss Adams, for that, for sending me to Audubon. Listen, shout out to the black woman telling it. Like telling it, it how it is. Right. Listen. Listen, your daughter's she dumb. Knew. Oh, wait, she, no, she, didn't say that. <laughs> she She said, listen, she barely made it up out of here. Don't send her to Pentalk and okay. High because she ain't going to do nothing. And I was like, okay, Audubon it is. <laughs> Not her dragging your mom like that. Listen. I'm screaming. Had to do what we had to do. Period. Did you think of two more? Uh, no. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Damn, that ever candy? <laughs> Listen, that's, I mean, that's I suppose, washy. That's washy. I suppose, yes. but I mean, she didn't graduate from college. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that I don't have anything to look up to her for, but I'm just saying, like, where I am, she's not at that right. point. In, like, you know, she's never mm-hmm. been at that point in her life. Yeah. So I look up for her for the advice and stuff that she gives me. But what? so, yeah, Gandy can make it onto the list, mm-hmm. I suppose. There you go. So I shout out to my mom and my grandma. Okay. And Michelle Obama. Oh, period. And herself. Yes. Oh, I said myself. That was number one, me. Yes. I'm my biggest inspiration. And there you go. So shout out to all the amazing black women out there. Um, I hope that the conversations continue to go on about black women. Also, I want to take the time out to acknowledge the black trans women that passed last year. Nobody's really talking about it, but I'm not going to let nobody forget that all of these black trans women are dying out here, literally, um, by violence and 
people they're not finding they're not figuring out who killed them they're not taking the time out to investigate their murders so just let's keep an eye out for the news and let's always protect our black trans women because they're really at the bottom really at the bottom yeah so tragic and just because you have an insecurity with yourself doesn't mean you take that out on somebody else okay yes so let me just say us keeping this show like to around an hour actually has benefited me so much I have literally edited out I don't I don't take too much time to edit as as I usually do which is really good so shout out to us for keeping a structure let's see how long that continues um yeah so thank you for listening to the Devon hour tune in next week we're going to be talking about being black in an lgbtq community which i think should be a great episode because yeah and hopefully and i think next week we're also going to address the whole monique and but oprah situation because that's lose. that's a mess like that's spicy that's spicy and that's a whole entire mess so tune in for that um look out for that next week and look out for some other things that should be coming. Let's hope I edit this video that goes along with this podcast episode. Thank you. I don't know what this <laughs> Very is, much. but I need this done. Bye. Bye.